Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. As always, I appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time and energy, effort, maybe. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others, tell people about it, I'm incredibly grateful for that. Y'all help the podcast to grow, keep it moving along, so thank you so much. Not a lot on the homestead. Probably time to think pretty seriously about ordering some fruit trees, and we'll do that at some point if I can get all my ducks in a row. Easier said than done these days. I think the day gets shorter. One of the reasons that I appreciate y'all joining me here so much is because just like y'all have a million things pulling on you, I feel that too. So, thank you again. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast, for the people that listen to it. Be with them and their families. Guide us, Lord, bless us. Protect us from evil. Help us to do your will. Help us to help our nation turn back to you. Help us to encourage one another to strive to help each other use our talents that you've given us to the very best of our abilities. Not for our own selfish ends, which we seem so frequently and willingly to pursue. but so that your will is done. And to trust that even if that doesn't look exactly the way that we think it should, that you have everything at hand, Father. Forgive us our doubts. Give us assurance. Draw us near to you, Father. And guide my words here, please, Father. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So we kind of got a motley crew of quotes today. Just kind of have pulled here and there. Actually ran across an article in the Founder's Bible that I haven't even had a chance to read before, which is not unusual, folks. I mean, there's a ton of information in these books that I recommend so often. The Founders Bible by the Wall Builder Association, the Patriots Bible, and the America's God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotations. Uh, but it's it's really interesting. We get a chance, maybe we'll talk about it on the next podcast briefly. It's a person that I haven't come across even in these three years of doing this, which maybe is sad for myself. Uh, 
but I would imagine that a number of y'all haven't either. So we'll see. We might go through and talk about that article. Um, the first quote is one by Omar Bradley. He was the main U.S. Army field commander, or one of them, in North Africa and Europe. And the first chairman of the Joint Chiefs in 1948, he said, We have grasped the mystery of the atom and rejected the Sermon on the Mount. The world has achieved brilliance without conscience. Ours is a world of nuclear giants and ethical infants. I think the, the first sentence there has always kind of stuck with me. You know, we've got all this intelligence, so we think. We've achieved all these breakthroughs, science, technology. And yet, we've rejected God and Jesus Christ. And it's really the level of arrogance when you think about the fact that how many really bright, extremely successful Men and women before have embraced the Bible, God's Word, especially when you're talking about the survival of the Republic, the founding of the Republic. And then here we come along and we say, well, we know y'all are really bright. We know that you helped create and lead a country which has never been seen on the face of the earth, the most Successful nation, blessed by God. You know, we know you you think that, but uh, but y'all are wrong, and we're right. We got it all figured out now, and we don't need God anymore. That's a uh, that's a bold stance. One of the things that we have decided that we know best about, uh, which is really shocking because it doesn't just involve our own country's history, it involves the history of mankind. And that is that we have suddenly become so smart and so enlightened that we realize that marriage is no longer marriage. Despite the fact that the entire world has viewed marriage, with few exceptions, as my father says, the exceptions that always prove the rule between a man and a woman. Now, as C.S. Lewis talked about, there's some men throughout history that have thought you should just have one wife and some two and some maybe but three or four, but every man agreed that you shouldn't just be able to have whoever you wanted. 
and or however many and and never would a man be considered a wife to another man and yet we've come along really in the last 50 years right 72 73 where we decided that homosexuality that a man sleeping with another man was not in fact indicative of mental illness which it is and then until i don't know 2016 15 somewhere in there we decided that a man thinking that they were a woman was also not a sign of a mental disorder not someone who needed help but someone who actually needed encouraging in their fantasy right and so supreme court in 1885 the united states supreme court just in case anybody's curious murphy versus ramsey every person who has a husband or wife living and marries another is guilty of polygamy and shall be punished for certainly no legislation can be supposed more wholesome and necessary in the founding of a free self-governing commonwealth fit to take rank as one of the coordinate states of the union than that which seeks to establish it on the basis of the idea of the family as consisting in and springing from the union for life of one man and one woman in the holy estate of matrimony the sure foundation of all that is stable and noble in our civilization the best guarantee of all of that reverent morality which is the source of all beneficent progress in social and political improvements it's a lot of meat at the end of that quote out of that case again murphy versus ramsey in 1885 but the point you know you think about reagan's quote that we read recently about the the strength of the family is the strength of the nation and people that don't like the nation there's a lot of people out there folks sadly a lot of american citizens that don't like the nation they realize that if they can just undermine the family if they can destroy it then they can weaken the nation and destroy it well what better way than to tell men that they can sleep with other men or tell men right the feminist movement you don't even have to marry women you can just go have sex with them and then move on to the next one or transgenderism you can be a man and pretend that you're a woman or a woman and pretend that you're a man right you look at some of these these core values the lgbtqia plus whatever mafia of the left you look at the the feminist arm of the left you see these things dramatically undermine destroy marriage not to even get to the rejection of god going back to 1947 the separation of church and state decision if we want a strong nation folks we we've got to have strong families and if we want strong families we have to have strong marriages you know divorce no fault divorce the idea which is completely unhinged from the founding of our nation completely unhinged from the bible that you can just go get divorced just because you want to 
You know, there's there's an old meme. It's a it's an I'm sure some of y'all have seen it online. And it's an older couple and they're still sitting together holding hands and you know, the question is asked How how did your marriage make it all these years? And they said, Because we believed in our generation when things were broke we fixed them. We didn't throw them away. And my mother, who passed several years ago, uh, I remember her talking about this in different ways my whole life growing up. She said, you just, you can't throw people away. When you get tired of them, you don't want to deal with them anymore. You can't throw them away. And and really, folks, we talk about this so often on, on these little priority podcasts that we do. So, so often the problem isn't our spouse. The problem is us. And and now look, I'm, I'm not saying if you've got a spouse out there that's cheating on you or, or beating you or just verbally assaulting you day in and day out that, that you need to stay in that marriage. Please don't misunderstand me uh, or, or that, that that's somehow your fault. I'm talking about the marriages which we see so often today that, that we say they kind of just quote unquote grow apart, right? And I just, you know, I've lost that, that loving feeling. I just don't, I'm not in love with them anymore. Right? Well, do you spend time with them each day? Do you actually focus on them being your top priority, second only to God? Do you give them time each day? Do you give your marriage time? Or do you reserve that time for scrolling on your phone? For golfing or hunting or watching sports? How many hours each day, each week do you give to sports? Do you give to working out? You know, you might be in great shape physically and your marriage is falling apart. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're going to the gym for an hour or two each day, or running, or whatever it is that you're doing, and you're not giving any time, or very little time, to your marriage. And even if you do give it, it's kind of like a bad attitude. You really don't want to. It's something, it's a burden, it's a chore. And then your marriage falls apart. Well, just look in the mirror, folks. You're going to watch TV. Tell you what, you have all those movie lines memorized. You know it. You can say it inside out. But you don't spend any time actually connecting with, loving that person that you supposedly agreed to love forever. Hmm. And and I know that some of y'all that listen to the podcast regularly, you probably get tired of hearing me talk about this. Uh, and that's okay. Um, my father would make the comment often about, you know, subject beating a dead horse. And I say that often on here. But, folks, the horse isn't dead. We're not changing. There's some that are. Some of y'all listen to this podcast probably are. You're making attempts to really change your actions to line up with your priorities. But as a nation, as a whole... We're not. 
we're still doing exactly what we always do. And then, and then we, we use the such a, such a lame excuse, folks. It's so sorry. It just shows how sorry we are when we go, well, I just, I don't know what to do. Or, or I just, I just have all this, this baggage or, or I, I just don't have time. I'm just so exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah, maybe like 1% of 1% of 1%, maybe, really, are that worn out at the day because they have to be. The rest of us are worn out because we chose to do 15, 20, 30 other things each day before spending time with God or loving our spouse. We chose to sit our rather large rear ends and growing on a couch in front of a TV or, or the opposite of that, right? We chose to go run for an hour, five, six miles, work out, because we're going to stay in shape, right? That's important. But our marriage, eh, no big deal. We just go find a new one, right? Break up with this one. Get rid of this model and go get a new model. <laughs> That's probably more the, the the husband's failing, right? You go go get a newer model. The wife's those. Well, I already got this one. I don't really have to work anymore. So sad. You know all those things that we put all that time into uh, sports and phones and TV. And, you know, whatever else your particular failing is, golf, the hunting, fishing, shopping, hanging out with your friends, uh, none of that stuff is going to pay dividends in the end, folks. It's going to be real sad. Children, when you look up one day and you're trying to get love back from a phone or a TV or you poured everything into your children and then your children have hopefully moved on. Oh, well, uh, where are we going? I lost my brain, as you can tell. Just another little piece of information. And uh, what is now Connecticut, New Haven, was founded, right? Reverend John Davenport and Theophilus Eaton. I'm not sure I said that right. 1638. The fundamental orders of Connecticut, often called the world's first constitution. For as much as it hath pleased Almighty God, by the wise disposition of his divine providence, so to order and dispose of things that we, the inhabitants and residents, and well knowing where a people are gathered together, the word of God requires that to maintain the peace and union of such a people, there should be an orderly and decent government established according to God to order and dispose of the affairs of the people at all seasons as occasion shall require. We did a few podcasts late last year, I think, 
about the different compacts and, and original charter kind of things. And you see this theme throughout them all of God, of Jesus Christ, of we're putting this government together under God. We're putting this government together, as they say here, right? What do they say here? According, decent, orderly and decent government established according to God. You know, one thing that you'll notice, the farther we go to the left, the more chaos, the less order we have, the less decency we have. And that's, that's no just happenstance, folks. It's not coincidence. It's because we have chosen specifically to reject God and therefore to reject order, decency, good government. God bless y'all, your families, your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon.